In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you now and always. Welcome back to Pointing to the Saviour of the World with me, Patrick, to on this first Sunday of Lent. We gather to praise God, to listen to his word, to pray for the church, for our world, for those in need, for ourselves and those who have died. We remember especially No Junior Zernjo. We pray that through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, he may enjoy eternal rest and peace with God. Amen. We begin our prayer today with the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God fashioned man of dust from the soil. Then he breathed into his nostrils a breath of life, and thus man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden, which is in the east, and there he put the man he had fashioned. The Lord God caused to spring up from the soil every kind of tree enticing to look at and good to eat with the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the middle of the garden now the serpent was the most subtle of all the wild beasts that the lord god had made it asked the woman Did God really say you were not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent. We may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it, nor touch it under pain of death. 
Then the serpent said to the woman, No, you will not die. God knows, in fact, that on the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good to eat and pleasing to the eye, and that it was desirable for the knowledge that it could give. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She gave some also to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realised that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves loincloths. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Sin entered the world through one man, and through sin, death. And thus death has spread through the whole human race, because everyone has sinned. Sin existed in the world long before the law was given. There was no law, and so no one could be accused of the sin of law-breaking. Yet death reigned over all, from Adam to Moses, even through their sin, unlike that of Adam, was not a matter of breaking a law. Adam prefigured the one to come, but the gift itself considerably outweighed the fall. If it was certain that through one man's fall so many died, it is even more certain that divine grace coming through one man, Jesus Christ, came to so many as an abundant free gift. The results of the gift also outweigh the results of one man's sin. For after one single fall came judgment with a verdict of condemnation. Now after many falls comes grace with its verdict of acquittal. If it is certain that death reigned over everyone as the consequence of one man's fall, it is even more certain that one man Jesus Christ will cause everyone to reign in one life who receives the free gift that he does not deserve of being made righteous. Again, as one man's fall brought condemnation on everyone, so the good acts of one man brings everyone life and makes them justified. As by one man's disobedience many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God.
praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, after which he was very hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to turn into loaves. But he replied, Scripture says, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil then took him to the holy city, and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for Scripture says, he will put you in his angel's charge, and they will support you on their hands in case you hurt your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Scripture also says, you must not put the Lord your God to the test. Next, taking him to a very high mountain, the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. I will give you all these, he said, if you fall at my feet and worship me. Then Jesus replied, Be off, Satan! For scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then the devil left him and angels appeared and looked after him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Brothers and sisters, on this first Sunday of Lent, our Holy Mother Church has chosen themes of temptation and sin for us to use to nourish this journey of Lent. The stories of Jesus' temptation and that of Adam and Eve. It would be mistaken to assume that these stories are simply reports of past events. They should be read and understood as mythic stories, not in the sense of being full stories, but rather that they indeed are universal and reveal deep knowledge about our human condition. Myths tell us something about ourselves and the way that we live as humans. 
The stories of Adam and Eve and Jesus' temptation remind us that evil is a part of our existence and that the temptation to do what is wrong is always close at hand. Brothers and sisters, let's reflect on each story one at a time, beginning with the story of the fall. The story of Adam and Eve tells us that evil comes to us disguised as good. Our first parents were not tempted to disobey God directly, but instead they were offered a very good thing, a wonderful fruit, a fruit that the text said was good for food, a delight to the eyes and the bearer of wisdom. It was precisely because Adam and Eve wanted to have this distorted good that sin entered our world. And it is precisely because we choose this distorted good that sin and evil continue to persist in our world. Brothers and sisters, evil comes to us as a distorted good. The choices that we make to do what is wrong usually occur because we have convinced ourselves that we are choosing something that is good. What evil does is take good things in our lives and twist them so that instead of being blessings, they in fact do us harm. A word that conveys this truth about evil is the word addiction. Usually, when we think of addiction, we think of someone under the, the influence of alcohol or drugs. But the truth is that all of us are addicted to something. We might be addicted to eating or to shopping or the need to help or make others happy. We might be addicted to the latest thing, the hottest trend, most popular fashion. We might be addicted to making sure that everything is perfect. We might be addicted to our computer, our TV, our electronic games, our favourite band, our golf clubs and so on. All of these things are in themselves good, but when we give them control over our lives, when we make them necessary, they rule us instead of bless us. Now, the challenge of Lent is not to stop eating or to throw away our computer or our golf clubs, even though these actions will help a great deal and will save us a lot of money. The challenge of Lent is to allow the good things in our life to find their proper place so that we can free ourselves from the addiction to them. There is only one thing we can occupy 
there is only one thing which can occupy the center of our life. That is our relationship with God. The story of Adam and Eve tells us that evil comes to us in the guise of what is good. The story of Jesus' temptation tells us another truth about evil. That we are usually not so much tempted by our weaknesses as by our strengths. The devil knew who Jesus was and what he could do. He used Jesus' gifts to tempt him. He knew Jesus could change stones into bread or protect himself from a disastrous fall. The devil used those very gifts of Jesus to attempt to lead him to sin. This too is true of us, my brothers and sisters. We are more likely to be tempted by our strengths than our weaknesses. If we are hard-working, energetic individuals, these gifts can tempt us to amass excessive wealth. If we are a person gifted with organisation and people skills, these gifts can become a temptation to power. If we are a person who has a personality that is sensitive and passionate, we can be tempted to sensual pleasure. If we are a person who is intelligent and bright, we can be tempted to be arrogant. If we are attractive and good-looking, we can be tempted to vanity. What the story of Jesus' temptation tells us is that as evil approaches us, we should look to our strengths rather than our weaknesses. For evil takes our gifts, the things that we're good at, and tries to twist them so that instead of helping us and others, they become a poison a barrier in our lives, a barrier for us to access the true love that comes from God. Brothers and sisters, the two stories in today's gospel, the story in today's scriptures, the story of Adam and Eve and the story of Jesus' temptation, both tell us truths about our lives and our relationship to evil. They remind us that evil is close at hand, moving like a serpent at our feet. They tell us that evil comes to us in the guise of good and uses our strengths to tempt us. The two stories also teach us how to and how not to deal with temptation. Adam and Eve how to deal, how not to deal with evil, and Jesus, the best way to deal with evil or temptation. Jesus recognized the deception, how the devil used the gifts and strengths he had to cause him to sin, and thereby giving him the responses 
that we heard in the gospel. Brothers and sisters, the challenge of Lent is to recognize these deceptions and how the devil uses our strength to cause us to sin and work against this strategy. We must pray for the strength to choose goodness rather than addiction. We pray for the strength to stay switched on and be vigilant that our talents and our gifts are not used to hurt us or others, but instead that we work to use our talents and our gifts to be the best version of ourselves that God our Father wants us to be and to use to build his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, created by God and redeemed through Christ, the new Adam, on the threshold of the great Lent, the time of grace and salvation, let us bring our petitions and pleas to our loving God. We pray that all members of the church will take the opportunity that Lent offers to renew their faith, to turn away from sin, to grow as a person and a child of God, to deepen our relationship with God and our neighbour, and to prepare joyfully for the great feast of Easter. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for anyone who is at crossroads in their life and who is trying to discern the right way forward. We ask that the Holy Spirit will inspire them and that they will be aware of God walking with them. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for all the victims of the war and natural disasters, their families, especially the war in Ukraine, Cameroon and other conflicts in the world, the earthquake in Turkey. May all those who died rest in peace and may their loved ones be sustained in their pain by your love and comfort. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the members of our families and communities who have gone before us. We remember Emmanuel Zernjor Jr. who passed away this week. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May the souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray for ourselves that by our Lenten resolutions we may change our lives, guard against temptation and follow the way to deal with temptation, modelled by Christ our brother and saviour. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We ask for the intercession of our Blessed Lady as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God, who are our Creator and the Father of mercies, as through the disobedience of one man, Adam, we were made sinners, so through the obedience of one man, Christ, your Son, our Lord, transform our hearts through repentance and send forth your righteousness, you who reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for joining us to listen to the word of God, to praise God and to bring our prayers and petitions to him. I wish you a peaceful celebration of the first Sunday of Lent. We end our prayers like we began. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.